0: hello all you amazing people and welcome to episode two of the rich mindset podcast this is neil your host here with the real talk about budgeting today as you can see from the title we're talking about the essentials of creating a successful budget and sticking to it the biggest resolution that usually comes out of the new year is saving money and uh, creating a budget sticking with it having this much money set aside for this and this much money set aside for this. But what we lack is having a plan that we can implement, that we can stick with and that can hold us accountable for what it is that we're saving for. So the biggest thing with the budget is people usually hypothesize this amazing amount of, hey, if we do absolutely nothing but pay our bills, we'll have a thousand dollars left over a month or two thousand or whatever the number is. And the issue with that is that you have to still live your life. You have to still eat. You have to still put gas in your car. You have to still pay for parking or whatever else it is that that comes your way. And then you have to also expect the unexpected. You have to plan for some things that you don't think will happen. And you need to have that money set aside or else it's just cutting into your budget. So being realistic is the biggest thing when it comes to your budget. I want to spread as much financial literacy and any knowledge that I can regarding finance regarding your money and making it work for you. So this topic was a big one for me and I thought I'd just jump right into it for 2020 and help those who are looking to budget their money well this year and um, realistically save and invest that money. So I've broken it down into three sections of things that we need to tackle things that we need to come to terms with and steps that we can write down and have in front of us every single day to look at and hold us accountable for what it is that we're budgeting for. So the first one is when it comes to budgeting, you have to be brutally, brutally honest. You can't assume that you're your income will be a little bit more, or you under budget for your expenses, you have to be very, very real. So the first thing to come to terms with is your debt, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You have to be completely honest with yourself about what debt it is that you have, and the good being your mortgage, something that's beneficial for you, something that's creating an asset for you. The bad are loans that we have, money that we owe, money that um, we've used for something else that we have to then give back to a bank or a person or whatever, wherever it is that we borrowed that money from. And the ugly is the credit cards. That being because of the interest on those monthly payments, the longer you just pay the minimal payments, the more you'll be paying overall, the more it's going to hurt your wallet and the more it's going to hurt your credit as well. So we want to be sure that we have all of our debt written in front of us, so we can really look at those numbers and assess what we're gonna do to mitigate that debt. I don't want you carrying debt throughout your whole life and good debt is is great, mortgages are great, real estate, anything like that, that's that's creating something for you in the long run, that's great, but it's still debt. It's still something that we're working towards paying off. So you have to sit down with um, something, I'll tell you later uh, what I have ready for you guys, but have something that you can write those numbers down. doesn't matter how overwhelming or how ugly those numbers may be or how nice they may be to look at. You have to have them in front of you. You have to physically write them down. You have to physically look at those numbers. Don't assume, oh yeah, I know from my debit card statement that $1,500 comes out for my mortgage or $2,000 comes out for my mortgage and I know I have $500 loan with whichever bank. Don't assume that you know these things. We like to put these ugly things in the back of our mind and then think that we have control over them but until you write them down and until you have something that's holding you accountable for these numbers that you can cross off and lower those numbers as you're paying those loans off, you will not be able to tackle that debt effectively and in a shorter amount of time. You're just always going to have that number in your head and it's just going to carry on with you for however long it may be, and that, and that sucks. Nobody wants to have debt. Nobody wants to be owing people money. That's not fun. So first things first, sit down with the person that you're sharing your, your income with, be it a spouse, a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is that you're sharing expenses or you know you're kind of pooling your money in, sit down with that person and look at your debts. Be brutally honest, write them all down, look at them, take a deep breath, it's gonna be okay we're going to figure out how you can tackle those debts. The second part of your effective budget plan is to establish what are your necessities versus your extras. When I'm talking about necessities and extras, I'm talking about your bills, your utility bills, like your hydro and your gas and your electricity and Any other bills that you have that you cannot manage without, that you need every single month, every single week, every single day that you're you're paying ongoing or you're paying annually, whatever that method of payment is, um, be sure to take account of those and write those down as a necessity. Your rent or your mortgage payments, that's a necessity. Your minimum credit card balance per month is a necessity Obviously I was just talking about paying off larger chunks and not carrying that ugly debt with you. But if you're in certain situations, certain months, or when you're starting out with your budget and trying to save that money, you have to make the minimum payments. Do not miss that payment. So be sure to write that down as a necessity as something that you cannot change and cannot sacrifice that month. Another one is um, any insurance that you have. So for your car, Um, for yourself, any life insurance that you have, critical illness insurance, disability insurance, um, anything in that regard that's protecting you, that's a necessity. It's something that has to be paid before anything else. So write that down in your column. If you can estimate what you have spent on gas or your bus pass or whatever mode of transportation you use, that's a necessity, you have to use your vehicle. Obviously you can, use it less or find a cheaper way to get around if that's something that you want to work into your budget but initially to really know what your necessities are in your month you have to write down your your gas and your transportation because you're getting from point a to point b somewhere or another and also your groceries this doesn't count as food that you're eating out this doesn't count as um when you're going out for drinks or oh i'm gonna budget a little bit extra for whatever habit is you have. Your groceries means your food that you're getting from the grocery store that you're then cooking at home. That is a necessity. The necessity is having that food for yourself because you need to eat. The necessity is not going out to eat or treating yourself. I'm all about treating yourself, but right now we're talking about necessities. So we have your bills, we have your utilities, we have your rent, your minimum credit card payments, your insurance, your gas, and your groceries. You can also put in your um, internet bills and your cell phone bills, anything like that that you have that you know is necessary for you to obviously run your business or live your life um, in this day and age, so we have our necessities column done, written it all out we're looking at everything, and we have the numbers that are exact if not estimated for whatever reason you know month to month what your what your rent is what your um, bills are and you can estimate if they're going to go up a little bit or down a little bit depending on your month and now we're going to work out the extras i am not sitting here saying budget your money so tight that all you can do is just stay at home and eat and breathe and turn your lights on once in a while i want you to live your life i want you to use this budget budget to enrich your mindset to create that rich mindset of of wealth with your money, of creating something where your money is working for you. But you also want that money to, to work to live your life. You don't know when your last day is on this earth, you don't know what's gonna to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's gonna to happen today. So why prolong satisfaction and happiness if you get happiness from going out to eat once in a while or or buying yourself something nice. We have to budget for these things so we know we don't go splurging on a on a Gucci purse or New Jordans every single month. It's great to treat yourself and I'm somebody who completely believes in this and I will always believe in this because I know I don't want to just leave my legacy here on this earth that she saved a lot of money in her life or she had a great budget that she stuck to but she never traveled she never went anywhere she never ate out she never wore nice clothes or or treated herself to what it was that brought her joy that brought her happiness i don't want that for you i want you to be realistic with yourselves and with this budget So when we're talking about extras, I'm talking about um, alcohol, I'm talking about if you smoke, I'm talking about eating out, I'm talking about gifts that you give, um, gifts that you give yourself or other people or um, your clients if that's part of your business, and subscription services. So we know that like Disney Plus just came out and HBO Max is coming out soon and there's Apple TV Plus and there's this, this and that and then there's Um, the all the boxes that you can get that per month you you feel like you're getting a great deal and a great bang for your buck if you get a subscription service where you got $60 worth of stuff for $30 a month the mindset that you need to switch there is you didn't save $30 by getting $60 worth of stuff for $30 you spent $30 you took out of your credit card, debit card out of your wallet, $30 to pay for this item. That is $30 that you do not have anymore. That's not $30 you saved. You can't write on your budget, hey, I saved 30 bucks by getting this subscription service. That's not how it works. So you have to really understand and switch that perspective on your spending that you're not saving money when you're buying things like that. Obviously, if you're getting bananas for 50% off, yes, you saved the money because you need to eat those bananas but you do not need to splurge on those subscription services if they're harming your budget if they're lowering what it is that you need to to spend on your on your necessities like your bills and your rent and your your insurance and your food so any habits that you can change like smoking like your alcohol consumption if you know that that's something that's that's really taking an impact on your budget and it really looks like that's a big number that i'm spending per month Gradually try to take that down. Don't quit everything cold turkey and and hate your life, but try to understand why that number is there. and, And if it's realistic for yourself, for the budget that you're creating for the amount of money that you want to save, is it realistic for you to spend $300 a month on eating out and an additional 150 on alcohol and $200 in subscription services for the month? Is that a good way to spend that amount of money per month, when you can be categorizing that money for growth, for your future, rather than happiness that you can have for a minute because you had a delicious meal and, and a couple drinks with friends. Find different ways to, to create that happiness and create that, that enjoyment in your life where you feel like you're doing something. But But be cost effective or if you can afford it in your budget and it makes sense then then be real with yourself then look at those numbers every single time that you spend them and think i just spent eighty dollars on a meal could i have put that eighty dollars to better use could i have put that towards something that'll that'll help me grow in the future could i put that aside for another property that i want to invest in or a business that i want to buy or my child's education or a trip for me and my spouse because we haven't been on our honeymoon or we didn't go anywhere for the past year. These small purchases are the ones that add up the most. The $5 here and the $20 there and the and the $50 dinners and the, the extravagant bottle of wine, that will all add up so much quicker than you actually putting that, that aside. If you think that You can maybe challenge yourself for a week, two weeks to to take that money and think, hey, today I want to go out for for drinks and dinner with my friends. But instead of of going forward and extending that invitation, you know, you would probably spend anywhere from 50 to 80 dollars, depending on what it is that you're eating and where you're going and and how much you're going to drink. Put that money aside, even just write it on a piece of paper. I owe you 60 dollars. Put the date down, put what you were going to do, and put it aside. Put it in an envelope, in a jar, or something. And in that week or two weeks when your challenge is done for yourself, look at how much money you would have accumulated or you did accumulate and save because you didn't do the extra thing that you wanted to do. So we've established our necessities. We've established our extras. We know what it is that we need in the month to live and to to progress and we know what it is that we're maybe spending a little bit extra money on. It's up to you how much you want to budget for those extras and for those bills. Um, But one thing that I would absolutely not recommend but make sure you do is in your necessities, just like we were talking about all this money that you would save, write down how much you want to save, write down how much you want to put per month into an RRSP, into mutual funds, into stocks, into RESPs for your kids. Whatever it is that you want to save in or invest in, you have to write that number down. You have to write those items down into this budget to really look at what your money is doing for you. If in your budget, all you're looking at is I made thousand dollars this month but i've now put a thousand dollars into my living costs and my essentials if you can't pay yourself first with your money if you can't put your savings aside initially as soon as you get paid as soon as that money comes in if you can't pay yourself first put it into your savings if you cannot put it into an investment account whatever it is that you want to put it even if you want to put the cash in an envelope and put it aside if you can't pay yourself first you have a problem with your budget you have a problem with the amount of money that you're making and the money that you're spending and something needs to give something needs to come back into balance for you to be able to pay yourself first take money out of your account first put it aside just for yourself before you go and pay other people like the hydro company the gas company and your internet company you are your biggest earner you are your biggest asset If you can't pay yourself first with your income, something is wrong. So just keep that in mind. So now we have, um, first step being coming back to, um, to just recap everything. We came to terms with our debt, wrote everything down and step two, we established our necessities versus our extras. We know what it is from our extras that we can cancel out, what our necessities are, how much money it is that we need outgoing. Now that we know that compared to the income that we have, your last goal is to create your financial objectives. Realistically, with the money that you make and the money that goes out every single month, you need to look at what it is that you're saving for, what it is that you're ultimately wanting your money to do for you. Your financial objectives can be, I have six categories for them. Uh, they can be anything for your family. So um, for your children, if you're saving for your children's education, for their futures, if a child needs help with buying a home or starting a business, that's a final financial objective. If your spouse is working towards a goal of, of opening their own business and you're making sure that you're establishing a budget for that money, that goes into that category. Anything that your family needs. That your family wants to grow to another home or whatever it may be or your first home or a new apartment or something that you can grow in that's one of the one of the categories that you can work into the next one is work so that would come in for your personal goals if you're um wanting to go the entrepreneurial route and start your own business or buy a business or open a online shop or whatever it is that goes into that Financial objectives also go with the the career that you have currently. Are you looking to make more money? Are you looking to get a promotion? Are you looking to, to do better in your job in whatever area that may be? That's also a financial objective because if you're doing better in your job, you're making more money. What it is you do with that money then is what you need to write down and know, what you need to explicitly state or else it's going to be in your mind as a thought and you don't know how it's going to come across later on down the road. If you have it written down, you have something to refer to, it's so much easier to keep yourself accountable and keep your spouse or boyfriend or whoever it is accountable for where that money is going and what you're doing. Another financial uh, objective category is finance. So if you're looking to getting into um, investments, if you're looking to trade stock, if you're looking to build a portfolio with your your bank with mutual funds or whatever it is or if you're looking to to buy um an income property that goes into your financial goals another goal that goes into there is your emergency fund your financial freedom is based on how much money you have that can just sit that can just be there for you as as an emergency blanket that can help you, that can comfort you to know that if for two months, five months, a year, I can't work or something happens, that my income is, is not coming in, do I have an emergency fund for that? So that's a financial goal. That's something that you need to look at what your expenses are for that period of time and come to terms with with how you're going to save that money, how you're going to build that into your your budget. The next category is leisure for your financial objectives so obviously like I told you I don't want you to stop living your life I want you to travel I want you to have adventures I want you to enjoy your money you're the one working hard for it so why not enjoy it so leisure is a big one leisure has to be something that's not going to overcome your that's going to overwhelm your budget or or be more of a weight than something that's more necessary obviously but you need to enjoy that money you need to plan for a trip you need to plan for um additional activities that you're going to do like if you want to go swimming every every week or if you know you live by um a ski town and you want to take up skiing you know how much money goes into that activity that leisure activity you need to write those numbers down and you need to know if that's something that you want to start this is the financial burden that you're going to be taking on in order to start that leisure activity If you want to take a trip to Disneyland, how much is that going to cost you? When do you want to go? What, what makes sense for you and your family or you and yourself or your spouse or just by yourself, where do you want to go and and what can you give a priority to? Another really important financial objective is retirement. So planning for your retirement, having an RRSP, having money aside for when you stop working is huge and if you don't start planning for it now as young as you are how old you are it doesn't matter how far out you are from retirement you can always start planning for it you can always start saving for it so know what you have available to you what the government is offering you what your bank is offering you what a financial security advisor can offer you understand what's available to you so you can take advantage of that and plan for your retirement and the last category is death so with financial objectives, we have to understand that one day or another, we're going to leave this earth with, without the money that we saved, without the money that, that we worked so hard for, without the material items that we established throughout our life. So planning for that time that you're gone, for your family, for your kids, for your spouse, for your boyfriend, for your parents, it's really important to have those goals and those those areas of your life covered. So, you know, you can, you can sleep at peace. You know that your, your family's always protected. This is where the, um, the life insurance comes into tact, the critical illness insurance, your estate planning, having a will, everything like that, that all costs money, but it is so worth it in the end because the amount of heartache and headache that you save your family is, it's, you can't even explain it in words it's so important and it's something that we don't want to talk about because it's not a great topic but it's one of my six financial objectives for you to discuss and for you to understand because it's that important so to recap step one come to terms with your debt step two establish necessities versus extras be brutally honest in all these steps and step three, create those financial objectives and understand monthly, daily, annually, whatever it is, how much that will cost you and how much how much satisfaction you'll get when you achieve those objectives. It's I'm one of those people that needs an instant reward for something that I've did. So when I wake up in the morning and I know that I have my to-do list of five things, I'm going to look at those things and say, I did number one, cross it off. And I keep looking at that list like I'm I'm project I'm being productive today. I'm I'm achieving these goals, whatever, however small they may be, or however big, and I cross them off and I know I did this, I put the work in, I did it. So for you to have your financial objectives in front of you, and your budget in front of you, and know, yes, this is how much money I spent on my electricity, I went a little bit over on my hydro, but I saved money on my internet. It'll give you that initiative to to maybe call your cell phone company and get them to get you a better deal or to look at why you're spending so much on, on going out and maybe try to, to learn how to cook a little better and, and eat at home and, and call your friends over to your place and, and have invite yourself to their house to cook together, to spend that time together, to have real conversations together rather than just going out and blowing money and then never seeing that money again. And writing those financial objectives in front of you and knowing I planned for this trip to Europe six months ago and here I am because I established this budget that I can cross this off my list and enjoy this trip. And it's something that I did. It's something that I elevated my mindset and I created this plan, I implemented a budget plan. And here I am today because I have achieved this goal. Something special I've created for you guys is a worksheet, an editable PDF, a printable version of this worksheet for creating this budget. It includes all three of these steps. It includes different categories for your financial objectives. It's a really great starting point for you to, to write everything down and to have it in front of you. And it's, it's nice and pretty and it's organized. And I've created it just for you guys to establish this budget and to know where your money is going and why it's working well for you or it's not working well for you. How you can adjust and how you can live the richest life possible for you. It's available on my website, www.neildat.com. You can find it on my Instagram, uh, my link in bio. I'll leave everything in the, uh, the podcast information. It's here because it's something that I find so important for my client relationships that I need to know how much you're spending and where I can help you achieve success with your money. So if you have any questions, any concerns, you don't know where to start or it's just too much, DM me. Text me, call me, email me, whatever it is, find me, contact me. Let's connect. Let's talk about how I can help you achieve financial freedom this year. Five years from now, whatever your plan is, I want to be here with you. I want to support you through this. So be sure to download that PDF file, print it out or work it out on your computer. Work through this, be real, be honest and stay in that rich mindset when you're doing this. Be grateful for what it is that you're paying for and and know that I'm proud of myself for working through this budget. I want to save this money, I want to do better, I want to live better. So that is all for episode two of the Rich Mindset Podcast. I'm so glad you guys were here to listen. I really appreciate all the support that I've gotten from episode one and I can't wait to keep growing this podcast. Um, just like I said, everything will be linked in uh, my Instagram, my website. So be sure to get that, uh, that PDF and work through that budget. Grow always in always. Those are my words for the day. I wish you all the best. I wish you nothing but success. Be sure to tune into the next podcast next week. Subscribe, follow me, find me. Let's connect. I want to talk to you. So let's do this. Have a great day.